It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Surprise, it's Sam Ekstrom doing the cold open today instead of Ron Johnson. But I'm here to tell you that Ron has a very special guest today on the Ron Johnson Show. I'll tell you who it is after this. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Welcome into the Ron Johnson Show. I'm the producer, Sam Ekstrom. Here's the deal today. Ron has gone on vacation, but he's still got today's interview and a full slate of interviews for the next couple of weeks, and they're awesome, awesome. Today, he's got Rachel Barbeau, an author, mental health specialist. She's worked with the Gophers football team. She talks about the work she's done. She talks about P.J. Fleck. She talks about what it's like for NFL players when their careers end. She's got some phenomenal life advice for you. She and Ron talk about that in the Hanging with Ron Johnson portion of the program. Today's program is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Won't keep you long. Ron Johnson, Rachel Barbeau. I will remind you to subscribe on YouTube to Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Find us on Amazon Fire Stick and Roku devices, the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app, and we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's jump into Ron with Rachel in the Hanging with Ron Johnson segment. This one is a special one for me. Uh, a guest by the name of Rachel uh, Barbeau. And if you have not heard about her, please Google her. Please go to her Instagram or Twitter. Uh, check her out. I was blessed with the opportunity to meet her uh right literally right after my dad had passed away um that season was a blur my wife had been diagnosed with breast cancer and she came with uh, pj fleck to the gophers and she was helping the gophers players out and we'll talk about that and what her job is and what she does well and what she's been through um but it was just a, a ray of sunshine to meet her um and again i, I feel like i'm tearing up but i don't want to tear up but she literally just explained to me that it's okay to not be okay. And I think in that moment, like I told a lot of people going through that, 2018 was a blur for me. 2018, 2019, all the way probably 2020 was a blur, just going through chemo, dealing with my dad. Uh, but Rachel was uh, awesome, and I've, I've watched her from afar. I love what she does. She's come on our show more than once now. Uh, she's now partnered up with Tanner Morgan's mom on some some initiatives. So I want to welcome uh, Rachel into the uh, Ron Johnson show and rachel thank you for joining me we were just talking a little bit i know about uh life and golf and i was saying my father-in-law is the reason why i get to golf on golf trips uh yeah. and and like you said the word decompress yeah. and so looking at this long season i mean i, I, I do the vikings pregame show on fox i do the vikings post game show i do the gophers pregame show i do the pj flex show every week and so it's a lot it's a go and then i do my own podcast as well daily and so it's go 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 and then all of a sudden, the lights stop. It gets dim. And there's nothing going on. And it's like, what do I do? 
Like I don't have the crowd. I don't have the daily interaction with players and teammates. I don't have the, and you're, you know, jumping out there quick. Super Bowl's done. We have our winner. Patrick Mahomes is MVP, even though Jalen Hurts should be MVP, but we're not going to, this is not, this show is not about that. Jalen Hurts is the MVP though, but I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> he is 300 yards passing, but we're not going to go there. But when you look at the season and, and you deal with a lot of athletes, what, in your opinion, what's the best thing for athletes to do in this time of their life, whether the lights are going off like for a little bit, cause it's going to turn back on when they're back to playing, or this is the end. Cause a lot of college players, this becomes the end for them. You know, they don't make it to the NFL. Um, and, and so just in, in your job, how do you kind of address that? I think it's super simple. It, it's super simple, but it's something we do not do. And we do not do enough with men. And that is what I aim to change. That's what I'm put on this planet for besides being a wife and a bonus mom with my movement, why I retired from sports casting. It is simply to know thyself and to be able to know what fills Ron's cup. What fills your cup as a human being, not as a CEO, not as a mama, not as a daddy, not as a sister or brother or whatever job you hold. I just worked with Border Patrol for the many, many times down in the in Yuma and asked them, who are you behind the badge? And, you know, I was doing an exercise with them about how to dream with your kids and, and how to do get a poster board and write down all your dreams with your kids as an activity. And then also to write down the things that you know fill your cup. Is that jogging? Is that hiking? What did little Ron want to do? Like, what did little you want to do? And so what I teach people to do is to take, let's just say, a journal. And on one side of the journal, you're going to write all the little, all the things that, and if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I'll send them this inner child meditation. It's fantastic because all we are is big people walking around in big bodies and little people living inside of us. So on the left-hand side, You're going to write all the things that little Ron wanted to do. He wanted to play the piano. He wanted to travel to India. He wanted to write a, um, write music. He wanted, you know, I'm I'm just going to keep going, right? He, He wanted to be the statewide best wrestler. He wanted to win the Super Bowl. So all of those things. And on the right hand side of the journal, you're going to write all the things that you know right now at this moment, make you feel like a better human being, make you feel more loving peaceful, happy, well-rested. I do tell men, don't laugh. Well, you can laugh. I say for men, I want to exclude sex and working out. I want to go deeper than that. What we call, um, we call it soul care in my movement. And it's deeper than self-care because self-care can be, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to go, you know, wash my car. I'm going to go for a jog. That's great. But soul care is deeper. So what do you know you, you can do? You know, uh, again, it might be meditating. It might be praying. It might be taking a hike. It might be, um, you know, making music. Mm -hmm. It might be journaling. It might be praying. I don't know what that is. But then what you have is you have a roadmap on your soul. And what I tell people is you got to look at you as the grandest experiment of your life. Because, Ron, you were born with you and you're going to die with you. And the more that we look for external validation, the more we look for, and we all do it through social media or lights or our job or our accolades or the things that we've, we've done in our life, the more it, it tends to get empty. And so when you do this, you give yourself a roadmap and you really fall in love with yourself, as cheesy as that sounds. And believe me, if I can talk to big, bad <laughs> football players and Border Patrol agents and law enforcement, and, and by the end of it, they believe me. For, for the people that are watching your show, I'm telling you this works. 
More good stuff coming ahead with Rachel Barbeau. And first, a reminder that we are at almost the all-star break of the NBA season. The basketball season is getting intense. Playoff spots being battled for. You can get in on the action at America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. New customers get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 bonus dollars if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from points, rebounds, assists, money lines, three-pointers made, all that good stuff at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can even combine your bets for a same-game parlay and a chance at a bigger payout. Also, that no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, and, and for the people watching, like, I, this is not a joke. Like, I actually do have – I have a lot of these little things. I love these little books from Target. Um, it's I, I use them all season long. For those that watch me on the Vikings game, they show, you know, I'm the stats guy. I'm the nerd. Uh, I love numbers. I've always loved numbers since I was a kid. Um, I'm the dad that has to do math homework because my wife is terrible with math. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so Hire yeah, tutor. Hire yeah. <laughs> so I'm the math guy. My wife does the like reading and all yeah. that stuff and the book reports. I do the math. Um, and so as I, every time I get that text, like, Hey, they need help with the homework. I know it's math. Like I, I know what I'm, but that's what I do. I love these books. And so, um, I, I definitely wrote that stuff down and I, and I, and I truly appreciate that because that is what you're saying is very true because external love is what it becomes now social media like this thing here makes it so easy uh to get both to get external love and external hate yes. um because you look at Jalen Hurts who talked about all the fans that when he got drafted were like oh why are we drafting the quarterback and those same fans are now loving him and I love the Super Bowl commercial that talked about that the barriers and the the doubters and all this stuff and Patrick Mahomes even even bowing down on the podium saying like, if you still doubt this man, you're crazy. Uh, Cause Patrick Mahomes knows he's great, but he's also uplifting another man. And I love that because so many people downplay one man to uplift another. When we're talking about mm -hmm. Michael Jordan and LeBron James, when we're talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Shaquille O'Neal, like you don't have to downplay anybody. You know, when you're talking about Brett Bielema versus PJ Fleck, like you don't have to downplay anybody. Yes. And I think so often in sports, um, that becomes the thing. Like men typically love to hate on other men to elevate another man. And that it way, you know, we're humans. Like we, yeah. we, we, unfortunately we read the comments. Uh, like I've been caught up in that. Like when the Vikings, I think we had one of the biggest broadcasts ever for the playoff game. And I got caught reading the comments and I shouldn't have, because there's some <laughs> idiots out there and, you know, and people question like, Oh, how, how do you know this? And you only played for two years in the NFL, or how do you know this? And, and I go back and I think like, but I did it. But you like, did it. You didn't do it. And I don't want to get into that game of, well, you yeah. didn't do it and I did it. And then because then that becomes toxic. Yeah. Um. But, but when, you know, let's talk about, like you said, your initiative. You said you were put on this earth to do this. Uh, I love like Ryan Clark does the pivot on, um, on his channel. And he's come on our show and talked about the pivot in people's lives or, or the moment uh, where they knew this is why this is my life. Like, you know, what, what, what moment in your life pointed you at this direction like what did you go through or what what was it where you're like you know what I my from what I know I can help others yeah 
Uh, well, it's a, it's a great question. And I think there's two pivots in my life. And I love Ryan. He's, he's also a friend of mine. Amazing dude. Amazing king. Because um, I know you Louisiana people. I know you guys love each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, so back 2016 was the first pivot for me. I didn't know it yet. I was doing shows on Sirius, first female host on Sirius XM Collegiate Channels. Um, I was doing shows. And you remember that summer was, for college football fans, it was a very dark summer in college football. It was domestic violence, sexual violence, mm-hmm. Baylor, heels of Penn State. It was very dark, very gross. And I remember doing, you know, prep for my show. And as a woman in sports talk radio, did not a lot of women in sports talk radio, there's other positions, but not sports talk radio. I would prepare three, four hours advance, you know, and, and for a show. And so I'd be doing my prep, Ron, and, and it would be negative, 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 negative news. And I thought, my God, what has happened to this sport that I've given my life to? Like, what, it, what is going on? And so I was in touch with this guy named uh, Kevin Elko, Dr. Kevin Elko, who works with Nick Saban and the Colts and Louisville baseball. And he said, you know, I said, I have this short curriculum. It didn't even have a name yet, but I said, it's, you know, what makes your heart beat faster? What were you born for? If you think you were just born for sports or being a CEO or being a mom, what a shame that is. And then my experience of domestic violence. Well, I thought I would go into high schools and I do now, but he then calls Jimbo Fisher at FSU and I get a call while I'm with my parents out in Jackson Hole and I still remember my mom's in heaven now, but I still remember um, us jumping up and down and going, I'm going to FSU to speak, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. So that was the first pivot. And I kept doing it for three years and I was mm-hmm. doing these talks and sports casting, woke up with too much to do, like you talked about, and went to sleep with too much to do. And finally in 2019, when I met you in a locker room, wow. I remember your face being in this locker room. Ooh, I'm gonna try not to cry. Um, but you know what? I don't I don't apologize for my emotion. But we hosted the first ever mental health game between two Big Ten teams, Minnesota and Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Loxley also lost a son. He had mental health issues. Obviously, P.J. Fleck knows loss as well. And both these men have used to use their pain for purpose. And that's it. We get a choice, bitter or better. And they've, they've used it for better for the betterment of the young men that have come through their program. So we host this game in conjunction with I'm Changing the Narrative. Nobody's ever done this before. Two Big Ten teams, national stage all week long programming, joint PSA between the two, all the players and the teams, helmet stickers, so much more than just, hey, it's a mental health game. So mm-hmm. much to it. And we, I didn't even know, I almost wasn't in the locker room. I have to share this with people. But um, I get ushered in the locker room afterwards, Minnesota, Minnesota wins. Mm-hmm. And I hear they're giving out game balls. I've never been in a locker room except for later on to do interviews. And it was, and so he's giving game balls to different people and you remember this and all yep. of a sudden he says he says this person means more to our program than we'll ever know this person has changed your lives and i'm like who who is this person you know i was like ah! i was like it, and i was like god that's, that person sounds awesome all of a sudden he's rachel barba and my i back in the video and my daughter like about four sentences in and she goes it's you rachel it's you rachel and um, it was still to this day, one of the most magical experiences. He let me speak to the team afterwards. I talked about his influence. And the reason why I say that was my second pivot is because I woke up the next day, Ron, I got on a plane, 33,000 feet in the air to go to Mexico, to go do a solo healing trip. The last place my mom and I went together and I retired 33,000 feet. And I walked away from sports camp and said, this no longer 
sets my soul on fire uh, sports. I just have a different role now. I'm not leaving sports. I'm just here in a different, uh, with a different title. And uh, poor, bless the poor person that was sitting next to me on the plane. I mean, I was just weeping and bawling. And and um, they were probably like, you know, want to call the flight attendant on me. But um, yeah, it was amazing. And that was the second pivot in my life. Yeah, no, um, I remember that. I do remember that because we had you on our show for yeah. the pregame show. And I remember they were talking about that. And I, I remember that thought of like, when you were saying that mental health and you know, it's okay to not be okay and all this stuff. And I think I actually said a little bit on there. Uh, but again, like I tell you, I, I truly appreciate you uh, for who you are, because again, I think God, God creates situations and people cross your path, good or bad. And I think yeah. in, in life, we forget about the bad people that cross our lives because we always just want to promote the good. Like I have some villains um, in my life. I have some currently, like I have villains currently on social media that, that, Literally, I mean, I had a guy tell me like, oh, we can either put the boxing gloves on or do the something, you know, whatever. And I'm like, and in my mind, like I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So the Detroit, Michigan in me is like, you know, like I know where I know where you live. Like, I don't mind putting on boxing gloves and coming to you. Like, I know you like I've seen you. We're not friends, but I know you. And but and then but the the the, the God in me is like, this person's hurting like they're attacking you because of what they see you know like he 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 had, he he made a comment about clinton portis and clinton portis going to jail and blah blah and clinton portis was on my show and talked about what he went through and how he feels like he was blindsided by people he trusted and you know he can't tell his full story because he still has stuff out there uh he has to wait but you know i know clinton and so you know i'm gonna defend the people i know to the death like if i know you and you tell me the truth and so I remember talking to you about that, about my dad and about my wife and blah, blah. And, and so I do appreciate you because like in that moment, like, you know, the, the, the terms you use, like taking off the armor, um, you know, being able to be vulnerable with other men, uh, yes. it's made me extremely like, I hope people see my light when I, I, I constantly like, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm like guys, I know David Tyree, Ryan Clark, Spice Adams, uh, my friend, Jeff, who's a CEO of a dentist practice. I try to daily Will Bradford works for Revel Moments. He's a model. Um, I, I try to like uplift them. Like when I saw him model and he's now on like the, 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 the uh, Under Armour uh, catalog and he's on like the Target deal. And I'm like, it's not just about sports. Like I have friends doing other things, you know, it's not just sports. And so I think men need to be able to celebrate men more because uh, we have no problem celebrating women. Like we yeah. love that. Like yeah. it's, it's great to celebrate, but you know, I think more men, you know, and so as I look at the villains and the heroes, you're definitely a hero to me. You know, you definitely show me that, you know, through tragedy, there's triumph, you know, through darkness, there's light. Uh, you just have to wait. You got to wait. You got to kind of, you know, get through the muddy waters and then eventually he'll find a beach. I think there's so much to that. And so uh, truly appreciate the work you do. A uh, couple more before we get to the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. We're going to let Rachel take most of the time as we always do, because I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess are a little bit more fun than I am. Um, but, but when you look at, again, you talked about, you know, you know, you look at like Tanner Morgan's mom, for instance, you know, you, you've partnered with her. And, and again, you walked away from uh, TV and, and, and sports broadcast and all this stuff because you felt like this was your calling. Um, what, what is Tanner's more Tanner Morgan's mom, even, you know, having her come alongside from some initiatives, uh, been like for you. Okay. So before I get to that, I have to tell you, David Tyree is my man as well. 
He is actually an endorser of my book. I have a book coming out in June called Relentless Joy. And okay. that man wrote the greatest endorsement for my book. Like, I wanted to go slap myself and run around the house. And like, I'm like, is he talking about me? Me? <laughs> I'm like, and yeah, it's it's one of those full circle moments when something like that happens. Because then um, uh, the Kansas State coach, Bill Snyder, is my other endorser. And I'm like, where did, what? How did this, like... So anyway, please tell David I said hello. He's amazing. And here's the other thing I want to say really quickly is that I love what you're doing because I heard this quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it talked about how how empty the sky would be if there was only one star that was shining, meaning that we need all of us to shine. Mm -hmm. And you don't shine any brighter as a man, Ron, when you dog another man, when you doubt another man. And men are three times as likely to commit suicide as, as women right now. Um, and I will tell you this, I, I do believe this, that um, it's passed down generationally. I'm not mad at your granddaddy's 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 granddaddy, but a lot of people believe it came from war or before them when men were expected to be gladiators and to protect and to kill and to hunt. And they came back and then they were supposed to just sit at the table and say, pass the potatoes, baby. And you didn't talk about the things that you went through. And yeah. so what I want to tell men is you've never been so masculine. You've never been so strong. You have never been so dang attractive as when you say, I'm going through something and I need some help. Can I talk to you? And then what I teach people to do, it's a great tactic. And I wish I knew who, who started it, but it's it's not mine, but I borrowed it. And it's, do you want me to listen to help provide a solution or just listen to listen to you? Mm. And that'll save a lot of fights and marriages and with mm-hmm. friendships. But men... I'm telling you, it is the most manly and masculine thing to ask for help. And so um, I just applaud you, my friend, from the bottom of my heart for doing that for other men and creating a safe space for other men. And, you know, when it comes to Patricia Morgan, how cool is this? It's the pandemic. It's COVID. He is home. PJ is allowing me. Like, I've been with PJ Flex since he's been at Minnesota every year, usually twice a year. That man, he and his wife are the dearest friends of mine. and he he allows me to pour into his players once a week, you know, via Zoom, mm-hmm. right? And and I just retired in 2019. And I'm like, yes, God. And then here comes the pandemic, and all of my speaking engagements got canceled within a week. And I mean, if I was Lot's wife from a biblical sense, I'd be like a you know pillar of salt because I right. liked, <laughs> I questioned God. But so I'm doing these Zooms, and she hears me and goes, "Who is she? I want to be friends with her. I want to know her." So then Tanner connects us. She then starts volunteering with our movement. I am the front face of it, but you might not know that I train and working on in 2023. I'm training former athletes, current athletes, have one right now from SIU, one from Baylor, Mm -hmm. and people that aren't athletes to tell their stories blended with the I'm Changing the Narrative Foundation. And so she came alongside, she serves, I'm about to go do some work in K through five school. And she is the one that got it started. So, you know, you just never know how life intersects. I'm a Viking, by the way, just so you know, by uh, by marriage. Okay. So, like, I was a Falcon. I'll always be a Falcon, but I'm a Viking by marriage. And so just, I told my husband this morning, I was doing your show, and he was like, get out of town. He was <laughs> like, what? He's like, that's so cool. So, yeah, just I love how life intersects, my friend. Yeah, no, and I definitely, uh, like I said, I appreciate all you do. Like, it, it sounds like you have a lot going on in the book. When's the book coming out? June 20th, and it's called Relentless Joy. So if you go anywhere where um, where books are sold and hit Relentless Joy, um, it's right now, pre-sales matter. If you go grab it, I would so appreciate it. 
here's the thing. You said it. I think you need to to write a book about it. Seriously. It's exactly what my book's about. I've been through enough. I told people on Radio Row last week at Super Bowl. I've been through enough that I should just pack it up and go live in a cave, you know, mm -hmm. and be a bitter Betty, you know, for the rest of my life. I've lost everything. I've been through addiction. I've crawled back. I've lost both my parents. I've been through abusive relationships. I've been through pretty much you can imagine. And instead of being bitter, I'm better. And my middle name is Joy. And so I want to teach people in a dark world how to find, keep, and cultivate joy. And so that's what I'm doing with this book. It's part memoir, part self-help. It's got some journaling space in it. It's a workbook. I think people are really going to love it. Yeah, no, it, it sounds great. And I promise you, I will, because what I do when I go speak in schools, I speak in high schools in Minnesota. Uh, I do a, a speech now called Focus, and the two Fs are Faith and Foundation. And I, I always start with that to explain to kids uh, why I was so happy I had a foundation when I lost my dad and my wife went through breast cancer. Because if I didn't, I probably would have become an addict. I probably would have, um, you know, my best friend is an addict or one of my good friends is a, is an alcoholic. And so I probably would have gone through that because I saw him struggle with it and go through it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I just know, like, I would have probably given up, but I had two daughters, you know, I couldn't give up. I had to be, you know, the provider. I had to go to games. I had to still, and, and my wife through it all, she never complained. She wanted to make sure I was okay when I was out. Um, and the whole time. And that's why now I'm, I vacation because I'm like, you know what? I know how how short life is, even though I, I I make jokes about it all the time. My kids do a great impression of me because I'm super cheap, but also tell people that um, like my friends even know it. Like my friends know I'm cheap. Like I just fixed my own washer machine uh, the other day. And I will say my wife said that was the sexiest thing she had saw. So I was like, I'm glad I did that one. But yeah, like I'm not paying four or five hundred bucks for something I can Google. Yeah. Um so yeah. I figured it out. I unhooked all the tubes. I cleaned out the deal and went in and figured out the sensor. And I'm like, boom, and it works again. My wife couldn't believe it. And so I changed all the outlets in the house. Uh, so like we needed new outlets. I'm like Googling how to be an electrician. Um, like I, I changed all the light switches to make them dimmers. Like the, I painted my entire office. So I painted this room. Like I, if I can get away with it, I'm going to do it. Now, there are certain things I know not to touch gas. I'm not going to do plumbing. Uh, but if I can do it, I'm going to do it. And so my daughters love to do a great impression of me uh, bringing up like I work so much because they like to spend so much uh, where I have an 11 year old daughter going to get a, 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 I don't know, jail nails, I guess they're yeah. called jail dipped or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. They're like 50 bucks for just the jail. Yeah. And I'm like, you're 11, but I'm like, you know what? It's Valentine's day. So my wife and, and I, and I defer to my wife when it comes to women's stuff. Cause I don't know what you guys do. Um, so my wife was like, yep, that's what she wants to do. So I was like, all right, fine. It's Valentine's day. She can get the dip nails for vacation. She's 11. I don't know. Like, I wish a boy would look at her, but you know what? Like, <laughs> but I, I totally appreciate that. So being as cheap as I am, um, I know life is short though. And so that's why I do secretly like these vacations um, because I, I, I do like to get away. I like to be her parents go with us every year or they invite us every year. So we're thankful to have them to invite us every year. So we go down there with them and they're 12. They have 12 friends. They go to this spot every year. So we have now started going with them and it's, it's, it's like life is short. And so it is a chance to decompress. As you said, it is a chance, but, um, last one, before we jump into the daily three, when you look at your life, you yeah. know, and you're able to kind of transition and say, if I could do this, or if there was something I could change, mm -hmm. or if there was a person I could really get involved with, like, or a school I would love to speak at, what, like, is there something on like your, cause you talked about these lists as kids, 
Like, yeah. is there some on your list? Like if you, I mean, I don't know, maybe you want to jump off the, 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 the top of the Inspire State Building or so. I don't know. But is there some on your list that you're like, Rachel has to do this before she dies? Yeah. So like professionally, I'll tell you this. Um, last year, I got a call from the NFL to make mm -hmm. me a player engagement speaker. So that is like going to the Olympics as a speaker. Yeah. All. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, ping you and see if you'll help me. But maybe you go to Vi the Vikings and, and speak to the Vikings, man. That would be something that that I would love to do. And the coolest part of it is I don't have children, but I have bonus children to a marriage. And mm -hmm. so um, when my kids hear me speak, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. But I think you nailed it before. And it's how to have that work-life balance. I don't know about you, but when I go on vacation, by the time I come back, I am fired up. Yeah. I'm, I am like, I got my to-do list. I'm on fire. I'm going to, but, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's work-life balance, but it's also now the next generation of what I want to do. The next iteration is, is going to speak to NFL teams. So yeah. And, and a big one I just did. I wrote a freaking book. I wrote True, a that's book. Huge. That's huge. That's huge. Coming out a published book. I mean, I'm just like, what? You did that, Rachel. You did it. So yeah. I've that's got huge. Yeah, no, I want to, I, I have said that for years that me and my friends, we've joked about writing a book. So my best friends are Jeff McCall. He played at Columbia. Yep. Uh, he's now the CEO of a dental practice across the Midwest. Uh, Will Bradford, uh, same thing, grew up, we all grew up in Detroit together. Uh, he is now, uh, you know, he was with the Pistons. He was with the, um, I forgot the other team he was with, but now he's with Rebel Moments is yep. what they do now. So they're doing the podcast and the social media stuff for players to give players a chance to write their own stories. Yep. Similar to play, he was, oh, Players Tribune. He was a part of the Players Tribune start with, uh, I think, A-Rod or Jeter, whoever started that. Yep. And uh, and then Spice Adams, who everybody knows Spice Adams from social media. But our stories are all unique where I grew up in a household with two parents. Uh, my dad was, uh, at times would be abusive, but I realize now because when he, his brain was donated, he had CTE. So I know that was wow. what it was. Um, he just was, he just couldn't control his anger. Um, yeah. Jeff lost his mom at 10 to cancer. We were best friends. So I, you know, I went through that with him, which is probably why I hate hospitals to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then spice, his dad went to jail when he was born. So he never met his dad until like he was 20 something, wow. uh, in the NFL. And then will parents never got married. So just always lived in two households. So we all have like a unique story. My dad won two Super Bowls, blah, blah, you know, growing up with, men like Mel Blunt and Tony Dungy. And I think that's what helped shape me. But we had all had strong fathers that were there besides Spice. And so our yeah. dads would take care of Spice. You know, it was, so we've always talked about it. We just never found the time to like figure out how to write a book as four guys. But uh, you definitely gave me an idea while I'm on vacation this time to kind of maybe jot some stuff down yeah. and just. Yeah. And look, and you know, I'm a connector. God made me a connector. So when you're ready to do that, I'll introduce you to some people in the book world. Yeah. Um, whenever you're ready to do that and, and, teach you, you know, kind of show you guys how you guys could one write what you call an anthology, um, you know, because it's all of you or you could just all four of you write a book together and you, you take a few chapters, you take a few chapters and then how lives have have come together and how what you want to leave the next generation. I mean, here I am, I'm just going to add book publicist to my title. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I love doing this. I love inspiring other people. It's the number one question I get with what I do now is how do I get to be a speaker like you, or how do I write a book? Yep. And um, and I and I don't gatekeep information. Mm -hmm. I don't gatekeep connections. I don't gatekeep those things. I just believe I don't want to die with my talents and gifts. And you know where that came from, Ron? Mm -hmm. When I was coming up in sports casting, I had no female sports casting like 
people to look up to the first 10 years, eight years. Yep. And the, it, it, so I failed. I, I made lots of mistakes working in a man's world, having mm -hmm. no woman to look towards. And so I just said at that point in time, I will not die with my gifts. I'm going to help people and I'm going to share their stuff. It costs you nothing to share people's stuff. You never know somebody in your audience that may need to see somebody else's post or somebody else's course or their book or whatever it is. So I just made a conscious decision 10, 15 years ago that I said, you know what, I'm not going to die with my gifts and I'm going to enrich as many people as I can around me. And let me tell you, people have done the same to me. And the way I say is, how can I be so loved and so led and so mentored and not do the same for other people? Well, I will tell you this. I will. I know the people that know the people and I know the person that's the player personnel director. So I will talk to him. Uh, because I, I've, I've talked to some players. We've done some like things at high schools where they send me a video and then I play it in the high school before I speak, uh, whether it's their thoughts on what I'm about to say or whatever. So I will for sure talk to the guy. Don't want to put his name out on social media, but I will tell you. No, I'll tell you. I don't want the world to reach out to him like, oh, I didn't know that was your job. Uh, <laughs> Oh, can you imagine being him if you did that? Like tomorrow he opens his email. Ron told me to call you. Ron <laughs> to reach out. Ron, <laughs> he'd kill you. He would kill me. But no, he <laughs> But I am definitely going to hook you two up because uh, I know I know a lot of the Vikings personally. Like CJ Ham, when, when, when George Floyd was murdered, my daughter was doing the bracelet sales. Uh, and I know we we ended up raising like $130,000 through Disney, ESPN, and and the Vikings were a big part of it, where CJ Ham and Adam Thielen actually invited us out to their houses, and we did bracelet sales in front of their house with lemonade and, and ice cream. And and so I know there's some good players in that program, and I know there's some some younger ones that could definitely hear your message, and, and even the older ones too. Yeah. But I know the Vikings are, I mean, it is a friendly state. You've been here a bunch. You know yeah. that. Um, but no, your, your message, like I said, I, I, am not a gatekeeper, but I'm also not going to put a bunch of yahoos in front nope. of people because then those, <laughs> but you got you to pass the mustard. Come on, Ron Johnson. No, you you're, you're, you're legit. You're legit. You so I'm <laughs> coming up in here with like, you know, we, yeah, you, you gotta have your ish together. You gotta right. have ish together for me, because guess what? Here's the other side of that. If I recommend you. My name is attached to you. Correct. Boom. There you go. That's that's where I'm going with that. So I definitely, I definitely would do that because I would love to introduce you and let you do your thing in front of the Vikings. So I for sure would talk to them uh, as well as the VEN people because I know when we do our Vikings talent stuff, um, I'm definitely going to make sure they reach out to you when they do some of their things because I know the new regime, because again, the old coaches are gone. There's a new group of coaches, younger yeah. group, Kevin O'Connell. And, yeah. and so it's definitely a, a different mindset. But we're going to jump into the daily three with Rachel Barbeau. We're going to invite Sam Ekstrom into the show. My producer is going to get fun. It's going to be fast paced. And also remember, people, you can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on your Amazon Fire and your Roku TVs. Just go to your TV, Amazon Fire, Roku. Just download, search Locked On Sports Minnesota. But now we have the daily three coming up. Me, Sam, and Rachel, and we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Built Bar is a delicious treat. And if you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. Good and good for you. 100% real chocolate, but only four grams of sugar. Wonderful flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, only 130 calories, and 17 grams of protein to fuel you if you need to grab and go. 
get a built bar and you can get them not only at built.com, but you can go to your local Sam's Club or Walmart, get the four bar box or the 13 bar box in the pharmacy section. Sam's Club, Walmart, and built.com built bars. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And now it's time for the part of the show that I love. It's the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. All right, Rachel, first question for you. In all of your travels, what is the favorite uh, stadium that you've been in for a game day? All right, the atmosphere, hands down, I went to Auburn, but atmosphere, hands down, LSU. They're out there barbecuing alligators and <laughs> hanging out, swamps, and those people were partying like two weeks beforehand. Like, I have never seen anything like it. Um, and, yeah, they are definitely up there when it comes to school spirit, LSU. Yeah, for me, this is a, I hate to even say this out loud and uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Iowa versus Iowa State. It is the most like, it's like RVs are out there. Uh, people are out there like 24 hours in advance with their RVs. They have an RV section. It is nuts. It's an in-state rivalry. So I, I couldn't imagine, like, it's like Michigan, Michigan State, I'm guessing. But Iowa, Iowa State is actually a really cool atmosphere. Even though we hate Iowa, we know that, I know that. Gophers fans who hates Iowa, we hate Iowa. I know, but the atmosphere at Iowa State. Uh, so we're not talking about Iowa Stadium. We're gonna go to Iowa State. Uh, but the atmosphere for me, it was the atmosphere of those two teams. Uh, other than that, a cool one, which is very rare, and it's in Vegas. It was Nevada. So Nevada played in Vegas. I got a chance to work for FS1 for Fox, and I was the color commentator for that game. Their atmosphere was cool, and maybe it just was Vegas. I just like Vegas, so I don't know. But the atmosphere was cool. It was very eclectic. Um, it was people from all over just because they were like, oh, it's a college football game. Let's go. So that was actually cool, too. Uh, what you got next? Sam? Yeah. Rachel, you've been around a lot of teams kind of behind the scenes. What is one of the coolest locker room or team cultures that you've been around? I mean, I'm going to sound like a homer when I say this, but it is what it is. You know, you know it, Ron. You know what I'm going to say, dude, like, no, like, are you kidding me? PJ Fleck and that program. Man, they, like, I'm family. They make shirts every time I'm there. Like, you, uh, row that boat, swing that paddle, do all the things. Like, and when people want to just, when people want to denigrate PJ Fleck and be like, oh, it's an act. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I've been around him, like, for days at a time, and it's real. It is real. Ask his wife, Heather. It is real. I did a show with the two of them during the pandemic. And they talked all about their family life and who takes out the garbage and, you know, who wears the pants in the family. But um, side note, but yeah, PJ Fleck, that environment, 
It's a true family environment. He loves his players, makes mental health and being open and vulnerable a top priority. Yeah. I'm going to say Heather wears the boots and the pants. Um, and I think, I think willingly though, like I think PJ likes that. Like, I mean, what man yeah. doesn't want to be taken care of? Like, let's be real. Like I, I made a comment on Twitter, I think about something. And of course some idiot was like, Oh, so your wife's the breadwinner because I just talked about how I don't care when my wife plans the vacations and she yeah. buys the groceries and she does this at target. And I'm like, look, great. Like you're doing the stuff I don't want to do. I will cook if you bring the food. Um, and some idiot, you know, is like, oh, so she's the breadwinner. And I'm like, so if she was like, I don't care. Like, are you serious right now? Like, is this 1950? Yeah. And, uh, but I will say this, like this or is pink. So don't adjust your screens. It's not the yellow, it's pink. And so this was actually cool. This was signed by PJ. Um, you know, signed by PJ and the note was from him and Heather and the team, because the players actually, like, a couple players came and said, well, my wife was going through breast cancer. We got this ore uh, while she was getting chemo. And, um, yeah, so. <laughs> and I remember that because I was like, man, like, I, I literally was suffering in silence. Like, I wasn't talking to people about it. Um, we would get chemo every Thursday. And the Fox knew because I told him I'd be, like, not late. I'd be, like, one minute on time because – I had to like be there for, I'd like had to get her home to make sure she was, you know, the, the kids were home from school. Her mother would drive from Iowa to help out. Um, if anybody's dealt with chemo or seen anybody go through it, it's debilitating. And so I had to get her home and, uh, but I didn't want to miss work. And she knew that. So her friends would come over. I mean, all her friends were great through this process. And um, yeah, like it was, I mean, that's why like, I, I took them out to dinner. I don't know when for a birthday and I paid for the dinner and, they couldn't believe it. And I didn't tell them why, like, I still haven't told them why they just were all texting me like, Oh my God, I can't believe you paid for that. Like, I, like how much was it? I'll Venmo you. And I'm like, no. And I've never, and, and one day I will tell all of them. Thank you. Cause I don't think I've still not thanking them. Like every day they were there helping me out because with two daughters, I couldn't do hair. I did the best I could. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so when PJ gave me this, it was off camera. It wasn't like public. He didn't tweet about it. He didn't do a big video with his guys. Like he ran upstairs after the show and then came back down with it and just kind of, you know, and it, and then that moment I knew it wasn't for camera. It wasn't for TV. Like he knew I hadn't talked about it with people, but he knew what we were going through. And so it's real. The culture is real. And so I do really appreciate that. So yeah, when you say that, like, yeah, it's, it's legit, but yeah, this is a pink ore. So he's, he's for real. And it, again, I'm the one that kind of, you know, I show people now when we do the show, but I never, I never bought that up. He didn't bring it up. The Gophers didn't make a video of it because my wife was in the Olympics. She's in the Hall of Fame. So they could have made a big hoopla about it just to promote their team and their brand. They didn't do it. And so that's why to this day, that's why I know it's for real. But again, uh, I held the tears back. I did a good job there. So <laughs> what you got next? And what's the last one before we get out? Yeah, la last one. Um, Rachel, is there uh, an experience you've had more on a personal level, like with a coach or player? Maybe it's PJ, the uh, connection that moved you in some way during your work. So I mentioned him earlier um, and it still blows my mind. Um, I mentioned him earlier, but I hosted the Peach Bowl. I hosted around the Peach Bowl, like a coach, like a, uh, it's this round table, public round table. It's coaches, players, uh, former players, all sorts of greats. And Coach Bill Snyder was on this panel about three years ago. And afterwards, he, we all took a picture together, Dennis Erickson and a bunch of different people. And he said, can I get that picture from you? And thus began the greatest friendship. The man is my mentor. I call him Bestie. 
Um, I'm his mentee. He's coming to Kansas to hear me speak later on this month. I know his daughter, um, you know, hear all about his family, know his wife. And and so usually not two weeks goes by um, that I'll get on the phone with him and he wants to hear, you know, what's going on with me. And same thing happened um, before he passed away. And it's still, again, I, I think one day when, when I'm no longer here, I'll be like, wow, like I got like I got to experience that. Like that was my life. Like I live, I think that's why I am joyful is because I live with a sense of awe and wonder and amazement, like at simple things in life. And uh, years ago I'd interviewed Bobby Bowden and he told me bad Bobby Bowden uh, impersonation, but he said, Shug, if you ever need anything, you just, and he said, no, I mean, I mean it girl. I mean it. And so years ago I was writing my first book that did not get off the ground. Um, and I went to his house, uh, Tim Brando set it up. I went to his house and interviewed him, got to know his wife, got to know him and this friendship developed. And um, so I can say, you know, that I was friends with the late Bobby Bowden and the current still with us, Bill Snyder. And every single day, I, I mean, there's again, not a day that goes by that I don't pinch myself that I get to live this life. I think the impression was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty decent. It was, it was, it was good. <laughs> I felt it. I could feel it. I, I could imagine the hat with the glasses because I was a big I was growing up. I was a big and I told Peter Warwick this. I was a big Florida State fan. Yeah. And so like Deion Sanders, like I told Deion that when he came to the Ravens, uh, I kind of fanboyed it. Not going to lie, like seeing his socks in the locker and seeing the actual Deion Sanders shoe in purple and gold. Like I fanboyed it for about 30 minutes. And then I realized, like, I got to go out and compete against this guy on the field. So I got to <laughs> chill out. But like seeing Deion Sanders and I mean, I even told him like, dude, I had your cleats when I was in high school. He probably was like, man, I feel old as hell. This dude got my cleats in high school <laughs> and we're teammates now. I probably should have said that. Like now I realize I'm like, that probably made him feel old. Like, dude, I had your shoes in high school. Like he probably was like, what? Like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, no. So for me, um, I think it's a number of people. One for sure is Tony Dungy and everybody knows that story. Him and my dad were teammates. He offered me my first coaching job with the Colts. Uh, if not for him, I probably wouldn't have ended up at the Big Ten Network because knowing coaching, I was able to get in the booth really easily and, and dictate and talk football. Because uh, as a player, I don't think I understood it as well as I did as a coach. Um, and so Tony Dungy has always been like, and in his culture, like forget the political side of the world, forget wherever you sit. But when you just hear about his culture period of just respecting women, uh, no cursing, even though you can curse in like with us, when he knew women and kids were going to be at practice, he would he would let the coaches know that he knows likes to drop a few f bombs. Hey, can, can you just keep it to one today? Because uh, we want to, you know, we want to kind of taper it back for the kids. Because uh, we don't need a bunch of little four or five year old kids going back to school the next day saying f you because I heard a coach say that, you know. And so I love this culture. And so for me, that was one that was a person that's always been there. He's always been there for me. Uh, and then of course Mel Blunt, who was just on the show as well, um, just being able to to still talk to those guys and pull pieces of my dad that I didn't know. Um, it's always great to hear those stories now. Cause as a 40 year old man, 42 year old man, I appreciate it. As a 21 year old man, I just saw them as a bunch of old dudes. I'm like, man, get, I don't want to hear about this. But now as a 42, I'm like, I appreciate the stories hearing the, the old stuff of Jack Lambert and, and Franco Harris and all that. And, you know, hearing those guys talk about the immaculate reception now is crazy. Like, Whoa, like I didn't even think about that, you know? So uh, definitely great. But I enjoyed having, having you on Rachel, you are awesome. You're an awesome person, awesome spirit. Uh, one thing I like to do before we let our guests go is if you could go back and write a letter to yourself, you're going to write a letter to yourself. 
Uh, you know, you can take as long as you want, but I know we got to get you out of here, but yeah. take it, write a letter to yourself just real quick. If, if there's one message you want to hit home with yourself, like maybe it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe it was yesterday. What would you tell yourself and what could help other people as well? You are loved. You are precious. You are wanted. Um, I had some daddy issues growing up, found that I was adopted at, at, at um, later on in life. They told me when I was six, but I was adopted at 18 months old by my dad. And so, you know, and I write about it in the book. If my episode of a TV show, it'd be called my four dads, you know, I have like a stepdad, a biological dad, a, um, a bonus dad and an adopted dad. And so, um, I went through that for, for the first, you know, I'd say my formative years and in my twenties looking for people and substances and things to fill me up. And it never, it was insatiable. It never filled me up. And, and finally, um, I, one, I rededicated my life from a faith perspective, but also I, I learned and I, I loved me and I teach this to people. We cannot get um, from other people what we do not give ourselves mm -hmm. and no amount of love and adulation and admiration is ever going to fill you up if you first do not value and deeply love yourself. Now, I love myself enough, Ron, to your listeners to know that I've got things I got to work on. I'm a queen under construction. I'll be working, learning, seeking, growing to the day I die. But that's part of loving yourself. I also laugh at myself. I cheer for myself. I, you know, I, I affirm myself and I let God do that for me as well. And so I would say that so many, I see these, you mentioned at the very beginning of the show briefly, I see these people on social media and I was once one of them and you could tell the pictures that they're putting out there. They're bless their heart. You know, they're, they're putting all their bits out there in the world and they're wanting adulation. And as the, as the bonus mothers, you know, I want to, I want to hug them and tell them you are not defined by your sexy bits mm -hmm. and you are so much more than your body. You are so much more than your sexuality. And, and so I, I can see it. It's almost like it screams through social media posts when people are, are needing affirmation so badly. And I want to hug them and teach them to love themselves. Because when you love yourself deeply, everything else changes around you. Yeah, no, well, I want to appreciate you. That's awesome to hear. With two daughters, I definitely know they need to hear that um, as they get older for sure. Uh, but no, I definitely want to thank you for joining me today on the Ron Johnson Show. For those that want to hear more about Rachel, please go to her socials. Just Google Rachel Barbeau. She is awesome. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know her ever since 2019. It's been a fun ride. Um, and I'm looking forward to the future because that book, I can't wait for that in June. I'm definitely going to make sure I get my hands on one of those. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, subscribing. Remember, you can subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel on YouTube. If you want endless Vikings talk with local experts, subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed as well, wherever you find your podcast. And you can find all of our videos, as I said, on YouTube. I want to thank you and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.